Well, welcome once again to Celebration Sunday. It's good, good to see you all. Um, as Devin mentioned before, yes, indeed, uh, Apex did begin as a church in January of 2002. It's amazing to think. And you saw all of those staff pictures of what we looked like 20 years ago. Not much has changed. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, so, but I'm, I'm curious, uh, how many of you, with a show of hands, how many of you came to Apex in 2002 when we were meeting over at uh, the Spring Valley Academy over in Centerville? A few of us but not very many of us, right? So uh, as you can see, we're a very different church today, aren't we? Uh, there's, in a sense, you can think of us as an entirely different church plant. But, um, but I think it's, it's hard to imagine how we would be the church we are today without what happened you know, 20 years ago. And so we are thankful to God for his faithfulness. And we pray and trust that God will make us as fruitful in the next 20 years as we've been in the first 20. So that's what we'll trust in. Um, so today we are, we're celebrating the goodness of God. And um, of course, you know, you don't get too far in the scriptures before you see the goodness of God. And we see the goodness of God through his good creation, through the things that he has made. And so you, you read those first few pages and there's this like, this phrase that repeats, and God, God makes something, and he saw that it was good. good. Over and over, he saw, saw that it was good. So God creates light. He creates the sun and the moon. He creates the sky. He creates the land and sea, and he, and he separates those things. And God saw that it was good. And God fills those spaces with, with creatures. And so with the waters, he fills them with beluga whales and hammerhead sharks and loggerhead sea turtles, and crystal jellyfish, and, and others. And God saw that that was good. And God fills the sky with red-tailed hawks, and yellow finches, and pink flamingos, and great horned owls. And God saw that that was good. And God, on land, he put wombats, and red pandas, and Komodo dragons, and the wolf that would one day become a golden retriever, and the pugs and the cocker spaniels that we love today. And God also made the red squirrel and the Bengal tiger. Apparently tigers are popular around here. I wonder why. Yeah. But God also created humanity, you and me, uh, human beings. And God saw that that was, he saw all that he created and God saw that it was very good. Very good. And one of the ways that we experience God's goodness is through our senses, through the things that God has made. Um, first, uh, James chapter 1, verse 17, it says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. So every good gift, every good thing in our life comes from God. In uh, 1 Timothy 6, it talks about don't put your hope in riches, but put your hope in God who provides us um, richly with everything to enjoy. And so we experience, one way we experience the goodness of God is through the goodness of his creation and through our senses. We experience his goodness by what we see, by what we hear, by what we smell, taste, and touch. 
So I want to walk through each of those. I want to camp out here and, and let's all together list examples of the things that God, uh, things, ways that we experience God's goodness through our senses. So let's first, what is it that we see that points to God's goodness? What, like, do, you, do you enjoy looking at stars? Is it sunsets? Let's hear from me. What are the things that you see that points to God's goodness? Shout it out. I heard, I heard deer. I heard bugs, I think. Sunsets, what over here? Sees his wife. That's. Amen, brother. There you go. There you go. That's the, everyone's like, right answer. What's that? Okay, now we're getting to where I'm losing everything. So, okay, okay, thank you. We've got some good examples of things that we see. Potatoes, all right. Why are these still up here? Um, a few things that um, I, I just want to share a few things that I've seen. Um, and and we're, we're some pictures I think I have to show of some trips I've taken uh, recently. Um, my, last spring, my wife and I went to um, uh, southern Utah. And so this is Bryce Canyon. Uh, we also hit Zion National Park. Just many beautiful things out there. Uh, it's miles and miles of these like orange rock formations. Um, in September, I was able to go to Colorado. So you can show the next picture there. Um, the next picture is of, uh, this is Bear Lake. We got to do some hiking in the Rockies. Um, what I love about this picture is that you can see both the mountain and the reflection in the lake. It's like a Bob Ross painting with lots of happy little trees around it, right? Um, so, but uh, my mother was relieved to hear that I did not see any bears at Bear Lake. Uh, but next picture, um, along the Bear Lake Trail, there's other lakes. This is Dream Lake, and I got to this, and I was just really captivated by the view here. I was so grateful. Somebody was cutting onions, I think, in the woods, because I, I was starting to tear up a little bit, because it, I was just so grateful to be there, so beautiful. Uh, next picture. Uh, my wife and I, last the summer before this past, got to go to Niagara Falls, and so this picture is taken from the boat, the, the Maid of the Mist tour, and um, the impressive thing to me about Niagara Falls is, is not only can, is there something to see, and you definitely hear it, but when you're in the boat, you can feel it. You can, and has anyone ever done this, this tour where you can feel it? Like you can feel the falls like thundering in your chest. It's really, really uh, impressive. This last picture is not a trip that I got to take or uh, a photo that I took, but a friend of mine, this was in his living room, he got to go to Iceland and he got to see the Northern Lights. I mean... God just decided, let's paint in the sky. I mean, this is like this amazing, beautiful. So there's so many wonderful things in God's creation to see that just remind us of his goodness. Well, let's talk about what we hear now. What are some things, that, some of your favorite sounds that you like to hear that point to God's goodness? Is it the sound of a fire in a fireplace? Is it the sound of snow crunching under your feet? Is it the belly laughs of a three-year-old? What else do you like to hear? Bacon cooking. There's lots of sense. There's lots of sensory things going on there. Yeah. Music. We'll talk about music. He likes the sound of video games. Boop 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 boop. The, the sound of TV. Does anyone like uh, on Sunday afternoon? Do you like to take naps on your couches, but you keep the TV on just I don't know as background noise? Some people like to do that. Yeah. All right. You like the sound of your dog? What kind of sounds does your dog make? You don't know, but you like, the, you like how it sounds, right? All right. Well, you guys certainly aren't shy. Wonderful. Um, 
So each week at Apex, like, you know, like Mike said, we, we experience music. So music is something that we get to experience and also participate in uh, in, our, in our gatherings of worship. But I want to share some uh, more music with you today. Uh, I brought a little instrument. Would you like to see it? Yeah. What would I do if you said no? Like, okay, well, never mind then. But I brought an instrument. This is a um, Native American style flute. Native American style flute. Um, so I, uh, I, I'm not full blood anything, but I, I do have a drop of Cherokee from both sides of my family. Uh, but I've always been really interested in Native art and culture. And this thing, um, it, it makes a sound to me that no matter, regardless of how I play it, it makes a sound that is so smooth, but also haunting, but in a, in a good way. And so uh, let, let's see what you think of it. So Aiden liked it. Thanks, buddy. Loved it. Um, so God gives us so many things to hear. And in fact, I mean, and, and you can even, it's interesting how sound can affect us emotionally. That's why, you know, movies have soundtracks and everything like that. So he gives us wonderful things to hear. Now, what about, um, what about our sense of smell? What are some of the smells that you like? And of course, I think smell is often related to taste, uh, because who doesn't love the smell of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, right? Um, all right, so let's, let's do one at a time because I cannot hear like nine people at once. Uh, so um, over there. Yeah. Freshly mowed grass. Yes, the sound of plants dying, right? <laughs> or the smell of plants dying, yeah. What, you in the back there, can you yell real loud for me? Chocolate chips. We love the smell of chocolate chips. You right here. Chicken? Yup. You're right. Yes. Campfire. Yeah, good campfire. Uh, Carlos? S'mores. S'mores. Yeah, s'mores. Some people say they want s'mores. Others say they want some most. Yeah. Um, so I have this, um, in my house, I have this, um, in my attic, it's a cedar closet. And you walk in there and you can still smell the wood. It's just like the most unique smell um, that, that it's kind of enjoyable. So uh, wonderful things to smell. What about, this is going to be popular, what about taste? We all have things that we like to taste. So what is it? Is it a bacon cheeseburger? Is it amaretto cordial cherry ice cream, right? Um, how about some adults in the middle here? I've been ignoring the middle. Anything in the middle here? Chocolate. Loves the taste of chocolate. That's right. It's what's interesting about chocolate is like the sweetness of chocolate is like a new thing. They used to, um, in the South America, they used to 
eat it with, with spicy foods, which was, I think is interesting. How about you? Ice cream. And, and, and the Lord made ice cream and saw that it was good. Yeah, yeah. How about my friend in the blue here? What do you like to eat? Pizza. All right. So wonderful things to taste. But finally, what about our sense of touch? What are the good things that, are, that, are, that feel good to the touch? Uh, maybe some of you have dogs and cats that you like to pet. You have their fur. Or maybe you like a good back scratch, right? Who doesn't love a good back scratch? Uh, how about you? What do you like to feel? You like to feel fur? Yes. You have, do you have animals at home? Yeah? Awesome. How about over here? Stuffed animals? Yeah, my daughter loves stuffies too. We are quite populated. We've tried to thin out the herd. It did not go over well. Yeah. How about you, my friend? Cats? Yeah, I like the feel of cats. One thing I like, um, I brought, the next thing I brought is this blanket. I call this the bear blanket at our house. It's my f- the favorite blanket in the house. It's not actually made of bear, but, but it, it makes me think of that. And it's just a really good thing to snuggle up with on a day like today. So as we can see, we, we could have stayed here and listed thing after thing about the, the good things that we experience with our senses. And God has given us our senses as, a, as ways of experiencing the world in such a way that points us to him and his goodness. Everything good that God has created is an invitation to know him more deeply. Uh, Psalm, uh, 38, so Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Now it's very important for us to consider the fact that God gave us taste and that we talked about we have tasted good things. But can you imagine what it would be like if we never really tasted anything good. And perhaps during COVID, you have, you know, at some point lost your sense of taste and you know that what it's like, like eating becomes a chore when food doesn't taste good or doesn't have any taste at all. Or what if all of our food tasted like unflavored oatmeal? I, I mean, I don't know about you. I like oatmeal fine. I, I have to put some you know, maple syrup or brown sugar or some berries in it. But plain oatmeal, I mean, no offense if you like it, but it's just really bland. What if our food was like so bland? How could we understand this text? Taste and see that the Lord is good. But because the assumption is we have all tasted good things, we can imagine what it's like. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So since we have tasted good things, we can even begin to imagine the sweetness of what it is to know God and to be in relationship with God and to experience God. And so through all of these things, through all of these experiences, the goodness of God, our response should be two things, praise and thanks, to praise and thanks. In praising, we are saying, God, you are so good. You are so amazing. You are indescribable. I don't even have enough words to, to say how good you are. So we praise you. And Lord, we thank you for these. We, we, you have given us these good gifts, and we see them for what they are. And so we know that we don't deserve it. It is all by your grace. So we thank you. And that's very important because sometimes, as, as, as the Bible will point out, sometimes we don't always praise God, and we don't always give him thanks. And that leads nowhere good. In Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 21, 
It's talking about people living in a sinful condition. It says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. So they didn't praise him and nor did they give him thanks. They didn't recognize where all the good things came from. But in their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Their thoughts became useless. In verse 25, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. So what's happened is that people have taken created things and have loved it and praised it and enjoyed it more than the creator. We have taken the good gifts of God and we have elevated it above the creator. And it says the result of that is that our thinking and our hearts, they become useless. But the good news is that through knowing Jesus and through his death and resurrection, we can be forgiven of the times we have loved the gift more than the creator. And knowing him means that his Holy Spirit dwells within us so that we can also resist the temptation to make the gift above the giver. And so as we hear that, we may begin to wonder if we are so prone to enjoy God's good gifts more than we enjoy God, should we not enjoy the gifts so much? Do we somehow need to spoil the gifts so that Jesus looks better? I think there's a different route. Let's take something good like chocolate milk. Is chocolate milk good? Okay, well, chocolate milk is good, objectively. I'm telling you that it is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm as old as I am, I still love chocolate milk, and I got an amen from Jeff, and that's how I know I'm, I'm, I'm right. Chocolate milk, it's very good. But, but do I have to spoil chocolate milk somehow to make sure that I don't enjoy it more than Jesus? Do I need to pour some hot sauce in chocolate milk or make it sour with like apple cider vinegar to just to make sure that I don't enjoy it more than I enjoy Jesus? No, I think what we need is a change in the way of seeing things. Let chocolate milk be chocolate milk and drink it and enjoy it and say, this is so good, but is a mere taste of the goodness of God. It is a mere taste of the sweetness of what it will one day be like to be with him in the new creation. So instead of letting these good things that we enjoy distract us from God and take our eyes off of God, let these things be pointers to God, pointing to the goodness of God. So kids, did you know this, that you can worship God through enjoying a glass of chocolate milk? That God is just as glorified when you enjoy a glass of chocolate milk, just as much when you're singing here at Apex, as long as you do it, remembering him and giving him praise and thanks. What an amazing God to create such a thing like chocolate milk, the elements that go into it and my taste buds and my brain that can perceive that this is good. What an amazing and brilliant being would do this. And what a generous what a generous being would give me such a thing. So we praise and we thank. Does anyone in here have a dog? How many dog people out there? Yeah, some, some dogs out there. I, had a, uh, I don't have a dog now, but I had a dog growing up. Um, her uh, dad was a black chow and her mom was a beagle. So it was a chow beagle. She was a cheagle. 
And, uh, but she was about the size of a beagle, little, maybe a little bigger, but she looked like a black lab, but with this really lovely, fluffy black fur. She even had the purple tongue that childs have, uh, and her name was Lucy. And I noticed this about Lucy, and I've noticed it about other dogs as well, is that there are times when there's something across the room that you want to draw the dog's attention to, something they like, their ball, their favorite blanket, their favorite chew toy or a bone, and you point to it, Lucy, go get your ball. What usually happens when you point to something on the ground? Yeah, what do you think happens? They run away? Well, what happened, what happened, instead of looking at the thing I'm pointing to, usually what happens is where does the dog look? The dog comes and sniffs the finger. And you want to say, dog, it's not about the finger. I'm pointing you to something greater, something, something greater than the finger. Don't just sniff the finger. And we can live in such a way to where we're so fixated and distracted by the gifts, we don't recognize what the gifts are pointing to. So don't let us be like the dog. <laughs> let us recognize what the finger is pointing to. Let us enjoy the gifts in such a way that we recognize they are pointing to the goodness of God. And how do we respond to the goodness of God? With thanks and with praise. So what, how we're going to respond today, as you walked in, you might have received a, a strip of paper. And what we're eventually going to do with that strip of paper is we're going to make a paper chain. But what we want you to do is uh, get a pen and write down on that strip of paper something that you want to praise God for and, and thank Him for. That could be like the typical Thanksgiving stuff like my family and my health. It could be as simple as wool socks and blueberry pancakes. I'm serious. There's nothing so mundane in the world that we can't praise God for. So as, um, as Devin and, a, and the band uh, play here, and as we get to enjoy that music, we want you to think of the things as simple as they are of saying, like, God, you are so good to create hot chocolate. God, you are so amazing to create mountains. You are so amazing to create clouds that look like dragons. So let's thank God for all the good things that we experience, recognizing him as our good and loving creator. Let me, uh, let me pray for us.